<laughs> What's up, good people? It's time for another session of that verbal cardio, man. We're back. I'm back. I'm back in business, guys. I'm back in business. Sorry for the delay. I feel like I'm always apologizing to y'all, man. I feel like I always disappear and come back, and I apologize, man. I mean, life happens, you know what I'm saying? But I got no excuses, you know. I, uh, I dipped off for the holidays and then uh, had a cruise gig, another cruise gig. So I'm not going to talk about the cruise yet again because I feel like I've already done a couple episodes already about cruise ships. And I'm sure y'all tired of hearing about it. I'm sure y'all tired of hearing about the cruise ships at this point. You know what I'm saying? But I'm back, man. I'm back, man. I apologize, man. Of course. You know I got my co-host, Water, in the building. In the building, man. No matter what, man. Me and my co-host be out here living lavishly, man. Ooh, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. And I got a little lemon in there. You know what I'm saying? For cleansing purposes, you feel me? Man, let me tell y'all something about water, man. It's so good. A lot of people think me and water are dating, but we just we just tight like that for life. Me and water are in this for life. No matter what we going through in life, we, we just going to be there for each other. Hopefully, we going to be there for each other. If we don't tear the environment up and all the water supply is done in my lifetime, you know what I'm saying, then and only then will we break up. But I'm going to always need water by my side. I'm going to always need water by my side, y'all. Ain't nothing going to change. Anywho, I decided to, uh, you know, since I've been gone for a while, I decided to take it to the people on the topics for today's episode of Verbal Cardio, man. Like, you know, I had people send in what they wanted me to touch on, you know. Occasionally, I like doing these because, uh, you know, I want to I wanna respond to you guys to see, you know, what y'all want to hear me touch on, you know what I'm saying? Pause on the touch on. It sounded, sounded creepy to say touch on. What y'all wanted me to touch on? Uh, I'm not trying to hit on y'all, is what I'm saying. A- anyway, um, so yeah, so somebody asked, this is from Custom Fresh underscore Dane. Uh, shout out to him. He's also a great artist, by the way. Um, my experience in Greek life in college. Uh, all right, you know what I'm saying? Uh, for those that don't know, uh, I'm a member of Phi Beta Sigma uh, Fraternity Incorporated, uh, founded January 9th, 1914, at Howard University in Washington, D.C. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a member. I'm a member. Um, I crossed in uh, fall 2002, and uh, my Greek life experience was this, like, you know, um, I went to New Mexico State, and uh, I saw, I thought fraternities were mad corny, man. I'm be honest, man. I, I didn't see the point. I didn't see the point. And I was like, who cares? What them Greek letters got to do with your black ass? You know what I'm saying? Like that was my that was my mindset. Like, man, come on, man. What's the point? What's the point? I don't, I don't get. It. I just didn't get it. I just didn't get it. I saw Greek life was just a whole bunch of you know. White boys in in, in in college party movies with just letters on, thinking they was better than everybody. That's how I viewed it initially, and then you know I got hit to black fraternities, and I was still just like, all right, this is the black version of what I saw in these party movies. So, cut to maybe about ninety nine, two thousand, maybe. Um, 
a few of my good, good friends at, uh, in New Mexico, they decided to join Sigma. Like this Sigma came to campus. He wanted to start a chapter on campus. And uh, a bunch of them, like, you know, they were like, we're going to do this. And they were on the same line. And I was like, oh, man, what's the, come on, man. What's the point? What y'all doing this for? What y'all doing this for? Y'all going to start acting different? You going to think you better than me out here? This was my mindset going in. I knew nothing about nothing. Okay. I'm just, I'm just full steam ahead on pure ignorance about the fraternity experience at this point. I'm just like, man, you know what I'm saying? We had fun without the letters. You know what I'm saying? So, um, so they were going to join. They were like, Tone, man, get in, get in on this with us. And I was like, nah, man, I'm good, man. I'm my own person. I don't need all this, man. All right. Feel every piece of what I just said. So they joined and I was like, all right. And then I was just watching them. Like I was just watching them, like all the, all the community service they were doing and like the connects they had with, um, other people in the same fraternity, um, just, you know, citywide. Like, you know, it was just a, it was just an instant connection, like a great networking tool, instant connection and a community service was something I was like, Oh, Y'all do more than uh, y'all do more than I thought. I thought it was just for partying and just wearing letters and flipping sticks. That's what I was thinking. I was like, oh, there's more to it than that. All right, bet that, bet that. So they came to me again, like, come to the informational. I went to the informational. They were telling me what they were about. I was like, oh, community service, huh, brotherhood. That's what, that sounds intriguing. But, but nah, nah, nah. I passed. I went to two informationals and just like, nah, man, nah. Y'all, y'all can't hold me. Y'all can't hold me, you know? And then, uh, but I was still hanging with them because these, these are my friends. So these are my actual friends that I hung out with. So I would go do community service stuff with them and just on the strength of just doing community service because I like doing it. And uh, I was just like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I kind of I kind of dig this. So I finally was like, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And uh, I did it, man. Got online. And uh, not online as in the internet. Online as in crossing. So, um, yeah, I did that. It, was, it started out with four of us. It, it dwindled down to three. And uh, we hung in there, made it through. And uh, here I am, a Sigma, uh, Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated, man. We out here, you know what I'm saying? We're the only ones that's contract, contractually bound to a sister sorority. Everybody else faking the funk. But the Sigmas and Zetas are real brother and sister fraternities, man. Everybody else just like, well, let's link up since we were around the same time. Yeah, let's link up. No no disrespect to <laughs> but y'all know what it is. Anyway, so uh so that's my Greek experience, man. And it's still cool even to this day. Like, you know, I know uh I know a few comedian buddies of mine that, that are Sigma, like uh King Batch is a Sigma, my boy Reggie, Ron G, um, we out here and I got my sister uh Kenesha Bus, she's a Zeta. So uh, it's dope, man. It's just a, it's just a cool vibe, and I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I did it, man. We out here with the royal blue, pure white. We out here, man. So that's my Greek experience, life in college, man. And then the, the then the little coming out party we had was lit, man. It was lit because we we merged it into like this uh, MC battle talent show um, that we did. And, oh man, that was dope, man. When they played Annie up, we went buck wild, but that's neither here nor there. That's neither here nor there. Um, Mike, uh, Vink, 1992. When you going to be, where are you going to be when you come to Philly? That's on the website. Um, just go to the website with the tour schedule and then click on Philly 
and then the the venue will be there. Um, sex robots. Oh, okay. Shout out to at three 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 Pete. I see what you're doing with all the threes out here. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what three represents in your life, but I can see it's uh, it's pretty prevalent in your uh, Instagram profile name. Okay, um, sex robots. Well, uh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this, man. I'm already finicky with sex anyway. Like, you know, not finicky in terms of like, you know, I'm a prude or whatever. I've only been with like two girls. But like, I pass up on way more sex than I could have taken advantage on. Just for me being like kind of finicky and stuff like that. Um, But still not finicky enough. Like, my number is high, but it could be way higher. Um, But... Sex robots, man. I'm like, how is how is this working? How are you lubricating this robot, man? Are, are we? Because lubrication is key with machinery, man. And I, I'm not just talking sexually. Like your your car has to be lubricated. You know what I'm saying? The the lawnmower, like you need the lubrication of everything to you know work smoothly, man. Like and you got UWD forty forty in this sex robot, like because eh, because I don't know what the sex robot can do. Like is it is it giving oral? So you need to you need to. For the oral, man, that mouth has to be lubricated somehow. Like, when you get oral in real life, you know, the saliva is the lubrication out here. You know what I'm saying? Think about that, man. So, I'm like, what's lubricating this robot? And are we lubing it with just, you know, traditional, like, KY jelly, traditional sex lubes that we use on each other? You know what I'm saying? And, like, the the vagina component. Like, what's going on there? Is there a smell there? Like, the, the like the real the vagina has a smell. Vagina has a smell to it, and uh, some women's vaginas are more potent than others. Um, you know, and uh, and I do smell. I do smell. I'm constantly, because I'm very primal like that. And I wonder, does the sex robot have a similar smell? What's the smell like? You know what I'm saying? Because smell is key. Smell is key in the sexual experience. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because I get, I get turned off easy, man. If I'm turned off by the smell... I might hang in there, but at the same time, I'm still like, ill. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, there's there's that component. Like, uh, how is that working? Like, you know, um, can you catch STDs from these sex robots? You know what I mean? Like, uh, and are people sharing sex robots? Like, you sharing? He's like, yeah, come on over, dog, man. I got the sex robot queued up, man. She going to top us both off. I'm sure some people are into that, uh, you know. And um, yeah, it's just a weird, it's a weird thing. And I, I guess since it's a robot, it's gonna it's gonna work on you. It's gonna it's gonna move. It's gonna go up and down. I'm sure it has settings to you know pleasure you off. Um, since it's a machine, it could go up and down. It can whine. I seen like some video of this one doing this little whine like a stripper. I'm like, oh, that's what we doing out here. And I'm just I'm just curious to know like. Uh, What's the point? Are you getting a sex robot for lack of, you know, you can't hook up with real women? Or are you are you just fed up with real women? Are you just like, I don't need the headache of a real woman or a real relationship? So are you just like, I'm going to just do the sex robots? Because with sex comes complications. Complications as far as health. Complications as far as, like, you know, energy. Uh, just on the communication tip. Like, you know what I'm saying? A lot, a lot of times, more times than not, you can't just have sex with somebody and just call it that. Like repeatedly, like you're gonna you're gonna run into like you know feelings being caught, um, two people on two different wavelengths, which leads to more drama and more complications. So it's like, 
a lot of people just like, I ain't got time for that. And uh, I can respect it. And then, you know, with the sex robot, you ain't got to deal with that, man. You just get worked over, you get topped off, and then you're good. You ain't got to, you ain't got to talk about feelings afterwards. You ain't got to connect, make sure you're good. You ain't got to worry about the sex robot getting into a relationship and where they cut you off and then you feel some kind of way. You ain't even got to worry about that. So, I mean, there's, there's that appeal. You know, that's, that's a great selling point. Like throw that throw that up in the advertisement, and I'd be like, "Yeah, I really don't need the headache out here." So you know, and I've been seeing I've been seeing on my Instagram a lot of people been posting the sex doll that they got out now. Like this sex doll is just stacked, booty top, just cakes, and like this sex doll is like. And I saw like a video they was like grabbing the boobs and just like, and I was they were bouncing. I was like, "Yo, man, what's really going on out here?" Like this sex doll is it? Let me tell you a story about a sex doll I came across when I was just looking at an apartment. I was looking at an apartment. It was like in North Hollywood, I think. It was either North Hollywood or Sherman Oaks. I went to an apartment just to check it out. It was an open house. I roll up in the apartment. You know, it's just open. It's just open. I went in there. I see a sex doll in the bathroom. I was like, what the hell is going on in here? Sex dolls in the bathroom on the floor. I saw a condom. A used condom in the bathtub. I was like, what the hell happened here? Who? Somebody was like, yo, I got to smash this sex doll tonight. I don't know where to do it at. I don't know where to do this sex doll. So they was like, hey, there's an open house apartment in Sherman Oaks. Go in there and have a good time with your lady. But why leave the sex doll behind? Like, I assume... Whoever did this brought the sex doll with them. I'm I'm pretty damn sure the sex doll wasn't already in this open house apartment. Like, they had to bring the sex doll in there. It was like, yo, did they have a fight after the smash? Did they, you know, get it in? He climaxed through the condom in the tub, and they were talking like, you know what? What the hell with you, man? I'm sick of this. And just left the sex doll behind. And then that goes into maybe people do argue with sex dolls and sex robots. Because if you leave a sex doll behind like that, I'm like, yo, what? I thought this was supposed to be your friend right here. Friends with benefits. You know what I'm saying? And you just going to leave it behind in the open house apartment on the bathroom floor? Where's the respect? Where's the respect for this sex doll, man? Oh, mind you, when I saw this, I got creeped out. And I was like, who's in here watching me? I got the hell out of there. And I wanted to get out fast before. I didn't want somebody else to come in behind me and be like, look, what, what are you doing in there? I was like, no, this... It's not me. This, this wasn't me. Like, how am I going to clear that up? I got the hell out of there fast. You know what I'm saying? And they, damn sure didn't want the apartment. Damn sure didn't want the apartment. If anybody hooked up with sex dolls in any place I've ever lived in, I'd rather not know. Don't tell me what happened in this place sexually, ever. I'd rather not know. And, and once I saw that, the apartment is forever tainted with sex doll sex condoms. It was safe. And, and just leaving people behind, like abandonment. That's what that apartment came with. And I was like, I don't need the energy. I got the hell out of there, man. So you get that whole dynamic with sex dolls. And people just really out here with sex dolls. I'm like, wow, okay. I mean, I don't, I've never been that horny, I guess. I've never been that horny to even consider it or just, you know. Real women are good women. I'm good with real women still. So I guess I never had to, you know, go that route. Um so that's that's my spiel on sex robots. Uh 3333P. Uh thanks for sending that little question in. The whole topic you wanted me to touch on. <laughs> sex robots. 
It's funny that you was thinking about it, too. He's like, man, talk about these sex robots. So, well, there it is. Trump, I knew Trump was going to come up. This is from Chirac NLMB. Man, these profile names, y'all be killing me. Um, I'm tired of hearing about Trump. I'm tired of talking about him. I'm tired of his face. I'm tired of him wilding out on Twitter. I'm tired of him saying dumb shit. I'm tired of him disrespecting countries. I'm tired of him just being an embarrassment to the American people. I'm just tired of him altogether. I can't wait for him to get out of office, man. I'm sick of it. He scares me. I think he's going to start a war with somebody because he's itching. He's old. He be lying. Talking about he 238 pounds. I didn't know he was 6'3". Somebody put that on Instagram. I don't know if that's how tall he is. If he's, in fact, 6'3", with a gut like that, how fat he is, there's no way in hell he is 232 or 230, whatever. There's no way in hell. There's no way in hell. I'm 6'2". I weighed myself the other day. I'm 212 now. But, you know, I've been 238. I've been 272 pounds. And uh, he's got to be 250 plus. Easy, man. He's just out here playing golf and eating. I know he's not exercising. So cut, cut, the, cut the shit, Trump. Cut, cut the shit. Stop lying about your weight, man. It's not, it's not Hollywood you lying about your age, man. Be a man. You know what I'm saying? Be a man. Tell us how much you really weigh out here in these presidential streets, man. You know? You're not in shape, dog. You're not in shape. So that's my spiel on Trump real quick. You know what I mean? Um, Broderick Bland, at Broderick Bland, asked me my plans for 2018. More YouTube videos? Tours by yourself? Uh, My plans for 2018, I'm going on tour with uh, Kev on stage and to hear more. We're going on tour. It's going to be stand-up comedy, uh, the three of us. It's connected to Kev on stage's uh, love tour, which is... uh, a thing he does with him and his wife is going to be that show. And then the show after that will be just a stand-up show with myself to here and Kev. Uh, so that's the tour I'm going on in 2018. It kicks off late January and goes all the way through June. And we might even have some, some July and August dates too. Um, so I got that coming up. I'm excited about that. Um, my plans for 2018, keep putting content on my YouTube page. Uh, so it's definitely more YouTube videos coming. It's going to be more vlogs. It's going to be more conspiracy theories, more movie reviews, uh, more Travis Santiago, and a lot more new stuff that we haven't put out yet that we're going to start implementing in the new year, man. So uh, really going to focus on my YouTube videos in 2018. I'm going to still be doing the, the animal voiceover videos, but now you have to send me videos you recorded yourself. Because there's people coming after me trying to get money from me because of the voiceover videos I did. They were saying this unlawful use of videos that they have licensing rights to. So they want to charge me mad money for this. And little do they know, I don't make money off these voiceover videos. So they're just going to sue me for money I don't have. And um, I hope it doesn't get to that, but what can I do? I can't pay you money I'm not making off these videos. So... But that's why I'm mad. That's why I like, you know, I'm I'm just ignoring people that sending me like viral animal videos because I don't trust doing them now because this company is just snatching up any viral video that they can see has potential to go viral. They get the licensing rights and then they can come after people like me. So it's a dangerous game out here. So uh, I don't have a tour by myself plan, but uh, I'm still working on getting my special that I already shot, my stand-up special that I already shot out to the masses, which is coming soon. We're making moves out here. So stay tuned for that in 2018. And uh, so those are my plans for 2018, man. Just expand expand the fan base, expand the, the YouTube subscriber growth, 
and uh, you know, keep the content pumping. You know what I'm saying? That's that's my plans for 2018. And hopefully, stay healthy, stay stay a good person, stay in the right frame of mind. Uh, these are all my plans for 2018, man. Um, lavish New Year's resolution. I didn't make any New Year's resolutions this year, man. I just wanted to be. I just want to be a good person. I want to be healthy. I want to be mindful. I want to. I want to put out good energy, and just keep working. Just keep. Keep working, staying focused, and it was just a loose like New Year's resolution. Like that's the goal for the new year. Just keep working, work harder than I did the year before. That's that's the New Year's resolution, and that was asked by at Mister JJD. Shout out to you, Mister um, JJD. Also says snow weather shutting down cities that don't normally get snow and how they act. Oh, so so it's people out here, you know, they're getting real snow out here in Atlanta, Houston. Uh, I think Florida's getting snow, and uh, they're not used to it. They're not used to it, and so they they reacting pretty much how they should. I mean, you know, sometimes they overreacting. I'll be like, man and woman up. You know, people in the Midwest and the North been going through this their whole lives. Um, but I can, I can see how it's a shock to the system. You got to get used to it, and people really hate cold. People really can't handle cold. Especially, especially my people, they can't handle cold, um, and so I, I get the reaction. I'll be like, "All right, just just chill out, relax, calm down." You know what I'm saying? It's just cold. It's just cold. It's just snow. It's just cold. And they react. They react like you know, it's like, "Oh my god!" You know, and it, like when I went to I went to um, upstate New York uh, for I had a show New Year's Eve, and um, I went out there. And, you know, it was freezing. It was a blizzard city out there. Like, it was it was coming down. The snow was real. I ain't been in this type of snow in years, like, you know, since Chicago. And uh, it, that that snow, was. it was like, oh, like, I had to respond to it. Like, you know, and it was fun to respond. It wasn't like I was whining or I couldn't handle it. It was just like, whoa, oh, nipples was on hard, like penis don't shrink. And it was, like, super cold. But I liked it, though. I liked it. And, like, you know, I, granted, I stayed in the hotel for an entire day one day because of the snow. I was like, I ain't going out there. Man. But it, it was cool. I got some rest. You know, I, I got a chance to reflect and open up and, you know, deal with stuff. And, you know, it made me kind of meditate. I didn't meditate in a traditional sense, but it made me just stay in that hotel room. I was uh, communicating with my girlfriend. I was just really opening up to her about, like, you know, um, life and what I've been through in my life and like my, my past and like, you know, and it, the snow in really made me be able to do that and just reflect and like take everything in and listen and, you know, expose myself. And it was dope. It was a dope day. And, uh, you know, just have a snowball fight. If you in these areas that don't usually get snow, make the most of it. Have a good time. Go out there, have a snowball fight, make snowball angels. You know what I'm saying? Stay in the house, build as a family. Like, you know, have some game nights, you know, toast up the house real nice, some hot chocolate, man. You can have fun in these snow days, man. Just, you know, get the family together, go get your boo, whatever, man. Like, or if you ain't got nobody, just chill, you know what I'm saying? If you got a fireplace, turn that on, turn the heat on, watch Netflix, catch up. If you snowed out, if it's unsafe to drive, hopefully you got food in the fridge and cupboards you can – Home cook a meal, like make the most of these snow snowed in situations, man. Because I, I love it. I love the feeling. I love the coziness of having a warm place to stay. It's freezing outside. It's snow everywhere. You got a warm place to stay, and like you know, it's it's pretty dope. 
in my eyes. And uh, just make the most of it, man. Have fun. Build with your loved ones, man. You know what I'm saying? Y'all will be all right. Man and woman up out there, man. Uh, at Jose Reyes326. Shout out to you. Um, asking me about traveling as a parent slash comedian. Uh, good question, man. Like, like for me, like, you know, everybody knows I'm a father. I got two sons. They're older now. Like, um, my oldest son just turned 18 and my youngest is 16. So they're older now, more independence. Uh, but still, like, you know, traveling gets to me on that front because I'll be missing my kids and I feel like, you know, um, I feel like I'm I'm just missing out on, you know, my parental duties and like, you know, because I'll be going for like, you know, I was on the cruise for seven days. I was going for eight days straight. Uh, there been sometimes I've been overseas. I've been going for like 14 days at a time and like you know i miss the kids and i feel like yo man i'm just you know and i feel like i'm, I'm putting all the weight on my ex-wife you know to hold the kids down while i'm out of town and uh you know i'll be feeling bad like it gets you know i'll be thinking i'll be in my head like yeah, everything okay you know and uh and it's tougher it's tougher too like when the kids are younger like it's really tough then because that's when your kids really want you around they really need you not not to say that my kids don't want me around but like they're older now so you know, they, they're more independent. They hang with their friends. Like, you know, they cool with just playing video games. Like, I'm kind of, parents kind of just fall into the background a little bit. They still need us, and they still, like, like our company. But, you know, it's more of a, you know, they hit us up when they need some type vibe more so than just, you know, where where is dad? You know what I'm saying? It's not that type of setup anymore, you know, because they're older now. So now it turns, hey, dad, when you get back, can you buy me this? That's that's what it turns into uh, pretty much now, you know, because they, they're just independent. Like, you know, they need rides and stuff. That's what they need from me. Yo, can you take us over here? Can I use the car? Now it's can I use the car. And so, uh, so there's that dynamic. And now when I travel, I just leave my car with my son. And so, so I'm sure he likes it even more when I travel because, oh, you going out of town, dad? All right, all right. So now he got a vehicle. Now he got even more independence as a young man. So it, it's, that's that's the dynamic I'm in now. It's traveling as a father. Like I, you know, I'll be out of town. Like the kids be like, "Let me get, let me hold the car down while you going, Dad." And, you know, I'll be like, "Man, y'all don't love me. Y'all don't love me, man. Y'all just using me for the car and the money, man." But uh, but 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 it makes it easier for me to travel for work because I know they're okay. You know, I know they're okay. I know they're okay anyway. My ex wife is great. And, but it's just, you know, you, you miss your kids when you're gone. Like, you know, I enjoy my kids and I enjoy being a father. So, you know, I'll be missing them and they just be cool, laid back about it. But, but I will admit when they were younger, it was tougher because they just wanted, they wanted you around. And that, that's the tough part about traveling. And that's why I'm skeptical about having another kid. Like, you know, cause I feel like I'm focused on this career and as, as my uh, notoriety rises, you know, I'll be on the road more and more. So it's just, it's uh, like, if, and if I have another baby, um, I feel really bad if I'm on the road a lot, especially for like a new baby, like, you know, toddlers and like growing up as, as little kids, like you, you want to be there, like, so they know you, so they, you know, and that's the thing. Like I started doing stand up comedy when I was 31. Um, I was, so I was already a dad, um, at that time, my kids were like 10 and eight, maybe, you know what I'm saying? So they already knew me. They, you know, it was, I was still married at the time. So it was like, you know, we, we had a dope connection, dope relationship. And we were close. So, you know, um, 
I felt established as a father. You know what I'm saying? So, but as they get older, it gets easier. And I'm, the timing is right for me. Like, you know, it's, I'm getting more gigs on the road and the timing works out because they're older now. So, you know, I can feel better about doing more traveling on the road. So I hope that answered that question. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and it's just funny having sons, man. You feel like they don't need you. They need stuff from you. But I'm, ta- I'm talking about being emotional, emotionally. I can't even talk right now. Emotionally. <laughs> Why can't I say emotionally right now? Am I getting old? I'm just losing. I'm losing speech. I'm gonna start slurring. Emotionally, emotionally, like you know, do they need me? Do they need me out here in these parental streets? Like you know, and with sons, man, they just they just need less emotionally. Like you know, from the parents. I'm like you know, like do they check on me? Just hey, hey, dad, how's it going? Like no, they don't. They don't check on me. So I'm like, man, that's how my son's gonna be, huh? So, yes, I've been wanting a daughter just so I can be held down when I'm old. And I might still just, I might get a daughter just just so I can have somebody to hold me down when I'm old. You know what I mean? And so, I don't know. I don't know, man. Listen, I, I ain't got it all figured out. But anyway, um, yeah, shoot, that's all we got through in today's episode, man. Shout out to the people that uh, posted some topics, you know what I'm saying, custom Custom Fresh at uh, Dane, Mike Vink, 1992, 333, Repeat, Chirac, uh, NLB, uh, Broderick Bland, Mr. JJD, and uh, uh, Jose Reyes, 326. There's more There's more responses, too. I might, I might have to do these on the next episode. And, uh, yeah, man, as usual, man, uh, thank you all for tuning in to Verbal Cardio. Uh, thank you all for subscribing to my YouTube page if you haven't. It's Tony Baker Comedy on YouTube, uh, at Tony Baker Comedy on Instagram, Tony Baker Comedy on Snapchat. It was at Tony Baker Comedy on Facebook. I'm still locked out of my Facebook, so I still haven't been able to get in my page. Hopefully that, hopefully some resolution comes from that. There's still no word from Facebook on how long my page is going to be disabled. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what to do. But uh, listen, man, I appreciate you guys for listening. I appreciate you guys for staying on me about verbal cardio. Super appreciate that because that means you care about the show. And uh, please keep tuning in. Spread the word. Share this with your peeps. And uh, thank y'all for tuning in to another session of that Verbal Guardian.